Hey, what's up? Welcome back. North Florida Sports Network. It's January 3rd. Coming at you live. It's uh, about 10 o'clock. Just got back from the FSU basketball game, but we're joined this time with Keith Hadley. Hadley from Fangs Up Podcast. Man, we were actually going to talk about all these recruits. Willie Taggart's been snagging in the transfer portal, but he has now taken the job under Manny Diaz at Duke, the running back coach. So we still got Keith on. He's gonna we're gonna talk to him about that and the impact of that FAMU. If you haven't done so, download and subscribe to Fangs Up Podcast. That's Keith's podcast. You can download and do that anywhere where you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Keith, man, what's going on? Yeah, not, not much. Uh, a lot of consternation yeah. <laughs> about the happenings on, on the highest seven years, but not too much else, man. Just we, we, we're in the weeds right now. Of right. Who's going to be the next coach and all that talk? Yeah, yeah, I know, man. It's uh, it's shocking, you know, to see because you saw all the commits in the transfer portal. So you, you know, he was working all the way up to the end. That's good to see. But uh, yeah, what's yeah. what's the uh, what do you what was your first reaction here? Were you not surprised? Did you think this was coming, or what did you, what was your first reaction? Uh, I, I'll say I was I, I won't say completely surprised. I guess the surprise was that it was Duke uh, more mm. so than it was that he was leaving. Uh, and I also felt like if he left, it would be for a coordinator position, not a position coach. But when you started to look at the money that Duke threw in him um, was literally double the salaries made at FAMU. Right. And also you started looking at him and Manny Diaz have a pre-existing relationship. Manny Diaz's son was actually on the on the coaching staff at FAMU. You started to see where, you know, they, they go back with, right. to where uh, Middle Tennessee State, where Willie Simmons was there and whatnot. So it, it really, it starts to make a little bit of sense, but yeah. it makes a lot more sense when you really start looking at Willie Simmons' honors. You know, hey, yep. um, Willie Simmons is wanting to move up. And right. he's never hid that. Hid that. He's been very transparent about his desire mm-hmm. to one day become a coach at the FBS level. And right. You can only do that at FAMU for so long, especially he's what forty three years old. Right. If he stays at FAMU for ten years, he's really, really he will have missed right. his window. Right. And it, what a what a six seasons for uh, Willie Ta- um, Willie Simmons. I'm sorry. Goodness gracious, not Willie Taggart. Um, they came in together, so it's understandable. Right, right. And uh, gosh, I mean, who would have not? I mean, he was far and away a better coach. I mean, I mean, it's just the opportunity was there because, you know, one other coach was under a certain other coach. And it's it's crazy how, like, that opportunity and how risky and how fine that line is. Because I agree with you. I thought he was going to get a coordinator job, you know, and I'm like, who's calling plays. But, but when you think about it and then, like you said, the history and the coaching that they had together, it makes sense. But looking back, you know, there's nothing more else you can do at FAMU, but where's FAMU go from here? Uh, I'm hearing a few names. Um, we, We definitely heard Billy roll, but that was shot down just because if you uh, listen to, the verbiage, you, you, you retired. So one of the things about when you do retire, especially at the drop program, you got to sit out for six months. So this is kind of the backside of 
Well, he'd have to sit out for six months, which would decimate your recruiting class. But the uh, the the name that is kind of starting to resonate now is Trey Oliver, the coach at North Carolina Central University. Um, and I'm not breaking news. It's somebody else has mentioned him, but and I've had talks with others who we talked about him in private. It would be a pay raise. He makes about 185,000 North Carolina right. Central. He comes right. to FAMU. He's going to get a base pay about 250 at least. Right. You also move to a state with no state income tax. Right. You just see what the Rattler Boosters and the Alumni Associations have done as far as within a 48-hour period, they yeah. raised a couple hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, well, yeah. you started to look at that. That's well, that's fantastic. because they, they knew, and also they knew they had what they had in Coach Simmons. And, and it, you know, go back to, I think, what he's done at the program. What did you see? Where was the pro? Can you like take us through where he took the program from his time into where it is now? I mean, he he he, he turned chicken feces into chicken salad. I mean, mm. it, I mean, yeah, it was it was a program that was riddled in mediocrity. Uh, I mean, the Alex Wood era was an abject disaster. Uh, before that, you know, the Earl Holmes era, which is another disaster. I mean, really, your last coach that was halfway decent was Joe Taylor. And his last season, he quits after he only wins three games, and it's looking like the plane is falling into the side of a mountain. So Simmons literally comes into a lost decade of football. I mean, look at the, that decade where Willie Simmons comes in. Both Bambi and FSU are terrible programs. I mean, you got Jimbo coming at the end of not really giving a flying heck, and then you got KMU who just couldn't get out of its own way. And so he comes in, he flips that program, he turns it around from being a program that okay, we can't win in any place to where, you know, you're winning on the football field and then you address the issues of winning in the classroom. Yeah. So now you really you fixed the program. Right. He did everything he was supposed to do. He really and did. he did what Dion didn't. He did yeah. a trophy. That's right. That's a good point. And, you know, what else could you ask for? And I, I, I to go, I think it's because of the familiarity that he has with Manny Diaz. But I, you think, um, I thought he was going to get, he's still got to have that in mind. And he's an ACC guy. So I think wanting to coach in the ACC too is probably played in a factor too. You think? I think it played a, a small factor. But yeah. Also <laughs> you know, let's, 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 let's talk about the elephant in the room. Florida State's not long for the ACC. So right. if Florida State's not long for this conference, how long are the top dogs going to stay there? And then That's what true. kind of doors that does that open up for a, a right. Duke to come in there and all of a sudden you can fill in that void really quickly. And we've right. seen Duke be one of the better teams in the ACC this yeah. year. Right. Two years after a coaching change or, you know, we, yeah. they, they're rolling I, on coaching change. I like to hire. I like to hire that Duke made off losing Elko. I, what do you think? I don't like Manny Diaz, but no. I don't like Manny Diaz. No, I no. don't. To me, um, I think he does fit the private schools. I mean, his success was at Temple, a private school. But mm-hmm. his biggest failure was at Miami, another private school. So it's the good of going back to a private school where football is not the top sport. You're not going to be the main guy and nobody really cares. But at the same point, they've invested. Like so Duke you, has invested in Wallace Way's stadium, the facilities. Right. They're actually really nice facilities. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, I, I remember yeah. I went there when there was the track. And the track around the field, you know, that's where I went. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, but like you said, uh, Manny Diaz, 
you like you don't like him as the head coach because he's proven to be like a good coordinator. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, that's I, a that's a fair I assessment. Want him to be to the coordinator either. If I'm being <laughs> honest, you know? I mean, I just you know, and it's nothing against the guy. It's nothing personal. If, if I saw, no, him, I understand. Street, you know, but it's just for me when I. I like to judge the person by their track record. You know, right. a liar is a liar. The truth is a truth maker. Well, and for me, uh, Manny, even going back to Texas, he had a few good years, but, mm-hmm. you know, how much of that was, and this is any coach, how much of this is talent. Yeah. But even when he was in Miami, like, it just didn't blow my socks off. So right. that's for me, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like Duke is probably his last real chance at a big time power four coaching spot yeah yeah so if you had to how long do you you think until famu names the coach here if you had to guess i'm, I'm gonna give it a, a sadly i'm gonna give it about two about a month or two because okay. of our ad but traditionally it's a three-month thing because right. family has a very bad habit of trying to create committees and it's very um a lot of nepotism that goes mm-hmm. on at my university and it's a lot of you got to know this person to get there and even the considering of trey oliver is nepotism mm-hmm. trey oliver works with ad sykes at granite state university right she works there in, in athletics and compliance he works there as a football coach he gets his master's from there and now now that he has left gone to north carolina central right he does beat Deion sanders in that prime is there any team. is there any trying to keep any of this staff together i know the recruit recruiting guys he he off to colorado or what about ryan smith um as far as i know the hope is that you can keep at least the defensive side right offensively i mean there's, there's really nothing to keep offensively right. um yeah the wire but that deep, dark cloud solid. defense though i mean yeah, you can you keep, keep some them. sort of intact you know with the coach smith there that would be a big yeah. pickup for whoever's task with the new job yeah, you keep all of them. And the worst of it is, with your offensive coordinator, he was really the offensive line coach. So yeah. Willie Simmons was calling all the plays. So you're, if you thrust him into the offensive coordinator position, does the offense look the same? Does the offense have any semblance? Or do you just wash it and start anew? So uh, you really have to find an offensive coach. And I think that kind of bites um, co your your co-head coach. Smitty right. Rock in the in the in the tail because he's right. the coordinator and the co head coach, but he doesn't get named the interim head coach, which you know I definitely felt some type of way about that. Well, wow, yeah, what's up with that? Color. I mean, I think it's the elephant in the room to a certain degree. Yeah. Oh, you know, you yeah. know, you know, <laughs> makes sense. Country boy from country boy from Perry, you know, that's true. HBCU, that's but true. But that's why you want to make sure that if you if you know if he's willing to stick around or you know whoever that you're thinking about getting for the position, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons coach you know, coach Simmons, they, you know, any head coach is going to want to get some for his staff, but at certain places, that's where you can't really do that. You know, is that what, you know, cause I, I know um, that coach, you know, that he probably wanted to get his staff probably some raises too. That was part of it, and uh, one of the things, it, I mean, there were over, uh, I want to say about $200,000 raised for coaches' salary, mm. so it wasn't specifically for yeah, really. That's, that's going to go to the coaching and the coaches' staff, and wow. on some of that, you know, some of the coaches may have to do some additional things as far right. as schooling and other things so that they can, you know, 
fall so that the university gets its compliance rules as far as hiring degree people and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, like you said, you got to keep this staff together as much as possible, especially defensively, offensively. Right. Well, what about now? Yeah, because they're recruiting, you know, like you have to keep, you need to come. I mean, I know if you're going to take time to make a decision here, but maybe to just be like, Hey, we're going to, we got some sort of person here. Otherwise that's going to be tough to do. I've seen a couple of the FSU players that had committed had now reopened their recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. Um, because new coach comes in, right. Riz, like, are you committing to these same players? Right. And some of this is you, you got to fill in some of the gaps. I mean, you're losing right. players like General Hunt has entered the transfer portal. He's already received division one offers. So you got to, you know, you got to fill in this depth and, yeah. you know, you, you really don't have a month to play around. Right. The next national signing day is in February. Right. And That's what I was getting it's at. It's a month away. I think you need to, hopefully, you know, you've had a list, you know, and you've been thinking about this, you know, that's what you have hoped and you're not kind of blindsided, you know, and you had your, your list and you have that. And, but because you need to expedite it as soon as possible, you need to get through all that bureaucracy and get to a hire so he can get players because you can get transfers nowadays and so many more, so much more talent on a, on a annual basis. So it's a, it's a must, man. I mean, honestly, yeah. that I, and as an AD to me, you need a, you need a rolling list for your three major sports. And especially one of the things Tiffany AD Sykes, AD Tiffany Don Sykes is going to get something that not a lot of ADs get. And uh, Michael Alford is going to be right there with her. You're going to be hiring all your revenue producing sports under your tutelage. I mean, yeah. consider, uh, you know, I know I saw FSU one tonight, but let's, let's right. call it a spade a spade. Right. Um, Leonard Hamilton ain't long for that program. No, um, you know, no. and I like, and, I like him. Oh, I love coaching to Lipscomb. No, you can't lose. To they got a good team though teams. for that conference stuff. Right. But I tell so you what, like, that game's changed, and like you can't compete with football because all the money's going there, and which right. like, well, we're not going to be able to pay the best players in basketball. That's just the bottom line. I mean, right. Cleveland and, just left. He was like our guy here. He's just another dude on Miami. <laughs> you know, He's just dunking yeah. the ball in the alley oops. But you know, they did look. They did look deep. They were deeper than they had been. They actually had some guys. You know, they got Primo Spears eligibility back. That's big for them. I like he's, you know, he's be able to score the ball. Because unfortunately, Jalen Warren can't. <laughs> he can do everything else but score. <laughs> well, hey, man. Uh, yeah. What's your, um, that's the problem, man. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be interesting. And um, I, like I said, I, I think what, what the alumni showed in the past couple of weeks was that um, you better get your stuff together because right. far too often the alumni groups, especially the boosters, I'm a booster member, I sit in most of their meetings. They, right. They're asked to shell out and roll out checks and they right. never say no. Okay. You, you hire the wrong person, you're going to get some no's. Right. So you need to make sure that you do your due diligence here for not only the boosters, but the football team itself. And you need to have those things in motion. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, because you got a lot of momentum right now. 
you know, fam, you got momentum, and man. you need to, yeah. it's all right. You know, Willie is just moving on. He's, it's not, and I think you need to take some of that money and get it to the right candidate so he can get in here and keep that momentum rolling. Keith, man, I really appreciate you coming on and trying to break this down for us. And we'll talk to you uh, coming up in the future, man. Hopefully sooner after this hire is made than than what you said a couple of months, man. Yeah. I hope it's sooner than that. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> All right, Keith, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right, bro. All right. All right, we got to get on out of here. I'd like to thank Keith Hadley from Fangs Up for coming on. Hope you finds the next coach sooner rather than later. And uh, good luck to Coach Simmons. FSU Hoops with a big win tonight over the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Coach Damon Stoudemire. The Knowles. 31 to 60 from the field, shooting 51% from and the shot, 41% from the on the arc. That'll get done. Over 40% there. 76% from the free throw line. They out rebounded the Yellow Jackets 38 31. So that's uh, you know, another seven steals for the Knowles. They lead the ACC there. So there's some bright spots there. Let's get to the individual players. It was a career high for Chandler Jackson off the bench for 14 points. He led the way. Jameer Watkins had 11 all in the second half. Darren Green Jr. had 10. Primo Spears had 10. Baba Miller had 8. Worley had nine, so a balanced effort. Corin had six. Paul Bowen with six. Galen Ganey with four. House had a three. Nickelberry with a free throw. So it was a well-balanced effort. I'll tell you what. They need to get Baba Miller the ball more and get him more aggressive because he can get a lot of shots off a lot. High percentage shots off easily. I think he's got to... Learn to be the dominant player on this team and get a lot of get more shots up. Because I saw the moves inside, I liked it tonight. You need to keep doing that. Uh, Spears has been a nice addition if he can stand under control and stop throwing those lobs to an, <laughs> another another bad lob. He had one in the last game, but that's been a nice addition. He's been playing at the end of the games as opposed to Worley, but um, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep watching it. As the ACC season is about to take get underway, we'll keep an eye on the transfer portal. Jimmy Reno's hanging out right over there in the cusp of it, looking at it and see what's going on. And uh, we'll do all that, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the North Florida Sports Network. We had to go. Our ride was here. We got a, a shuttle. Uh, to our 